Welcome back to the Work Mija podcast, the podcast where mujeres empower mujeres. I'm your host, Sochi Carmona. And today I'm joined by Veronica Pesantes. Vero is a connector, thought leader, visionary, producer, curator, advisor. Sounds like a jack of all traits. Uh, or jack, Jacqueline. Jill. Jill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> she has over 25 years experience in the fields of education and the arts. From her beginnings as a researcher at the Prado in Madrid, she ventured on to manage the international art and education programs at the Guggenheim Museum in New York, where she trained docents and led public tours. Although her leave of absence from her PhD in art history at the University of Chicago continues to this day, she's a self-proclaimed lapsed academic. She has a continued to teach publish and lecture in the U.S., Latin America, and Europe. She is also the co-founder of the Anikas, a lifestyle brand that lives at the intersection of design, sustainability, and wellness. The Anikas is on a mission to preserve and promote artisan-made textiles dedicated to slow fashion. Their products are made with great care and respect. The artisan textiles preserve the arts of weaving and block printing, two traditions which are in peril of disappearing. Every Anika's purchase is an investment in the people who make their products and their traditions, their families, and their communities. I'm excited to have Vero here on the podcast today as we are able to meet through a very special connection. We are both recipients of the iFund Women Crest Dreams Fund crowdfunding accelerator program and a $5,000 grant for our businesses. We are part of the spring 2022 cohort, which consists of 30 women of color founders chosen from 2,500 applicants. And we are in it, in the midst of our crowdfunding campaign. So I'm looking forward to talking to Veda a little bit more about our experiences and our campaigns, her business. But until further ado, welcome Vero. Gracias. And I'm so excited because we were one of, I think, three Latinas only, right? Mm -hmm. So we are representing La Raza, as it were. And so I was really excited to, when I met you and really like in awe of everything you do, because you not only have merchandise, you also have, you know, an education platform, the podcast. And like me, I, I see the way you hustle in your community. I mean, you're all <laughs> constantly promoting other women in your area and doing, I mean, really like that's amazing. So I am honored that we found the time to do this because I know everyone's so busy. Yes, for sure. For sure. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad we met. We connected. Uh, you have just been like just a little social butterfly, just like a nice, like positive light, you know, within our meetings and sessions. So, and to kind of, I love that on the podcast here, we talk about the astrological placements of our, you know, guests just to get to know their makeup a little bit more. So I kind of love that you, sh when you shared your astrological placements, I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I can see this. I can see the whys here. And so for those of you who don't know, we share the sun sign, moon sign, and rising of our guests. And so sun sign is your identity and where you shine. It's our birthdays, what we you know mostly know. And so Vero is a Virgo sun. Our Virgos are very detail-oriented, analytical, can be a bit of a perfectionist people, but they're very logical. And her moon sign, which rules your body and your emotions, also a Virgo moon. We got a double Virgo here. So once again, with your emotions, you can be practical people, meticulous. They love those details. They love the data, but they're always willing to help. They're very devoted and gentle people. 
here's where I vibed the rising sign, your motivation for life. I was like, ah, I could see this, this, uh, Veto here is a Gemini rising. <laughs> I am also a Gemini sun. So I was like, oh, I see it. I seen it. I knew, you know, there's a relation here, but you know, they're very chatty, talkative, chismosas, um, yeah. bright, <laughs> bright and curious people, uh, creative minds and spirits, you know, they can just spit out ideas a mile a minute. So I just feel like that's just how our conversations go. So if it gets really chatty here, we got a lot of Gemini or rather Virgos and Geminis are ruled by the planet Mercury, which is communication. So all the communication. So perfect guest to have here on the podcast. Like, did you know about these places about yourself, Beto? You know, I, I do. Um, I, I, I knew about the double Virgo. It's funny, depending on who reads it, I've, I've had Leo and Gemini. Oh, nice. But I definitely identify way more with the Gemini. And because I'm like you, like Mercury, that's my planet. Mm-hmm. When it goes retrograde, I'm a major mm-hmm. disaster. But it's always, yeah, I think communication is definitely my, my sweet yeah. spot. Oh my gosh. When you said like the Jill of all trades, all the hobbies, all the things, I was like, that's Gemini, right? That's the Gemini, right? I know. <laughs> I hate when they say, and I feel like it's very patriarchy to say, mm-hmm. you know, to like keep, especially women in one lane, like, mm-hmm. no, no, what do you do? And it's like, I do a lot of stuff and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. we can't just do one thing. I no. mean, some people can, but not people like that have the kind of like, no, you know, we're amazing like, multitaskers. Like, no way. Like, even while I'm cooking, I'm like editing podcast episodes. Oh, yeah. And I'm a single mom. So, <laughs> oh my I'm gosh. Still, like, when they were little, putting shoes on, doing this, being on the phone, you know, and it's like, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable, I think, because so many people need to that keen focus. But mm-hmm. I think, I think it's a, it's a, it's a major asset. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, probably amazing one for your business. So I'm glad that we got to know you a little astrologically and we'll see where those little tidbits come out here and there throughout our conversation. But for, you know, our audience, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your business and how everything kind of came together? Yeah. So I, one of the other things I do is I'm a yoga teacher. Oh, of course. So I became a yoga teacher like 10 years ago and I, it was my teacher's <clears throat> birthday and she said, for my birthday, I'm going to go to India. And I had never mm-hmm. been. She's like, I'm going to go to India and I'm going to study with the master yogi in Rishikesh for a retreat. And I was like, oh my God. All right, fine. You know, so I, I made it happen. But I said, if I go, because it's a big trip, mm-hmm. then the next week I want to go to Jaipur, which is in the state of Rajasthan. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to learn to do this, to block print, because I mm-hmm. always loved if the art of block printing is, it's an old tradition, probably like millennia old, that where they carve in wood mm-hmm. the patterns and they print by hand. So it is completely amazing. It's like I said, it's an art form that's dying out sadly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to go to Jaipur and I need to go and study this, even if it's for a weekend workshop. So that's when I went, I went there and then luck would have it. A couple months later, I got hired for a job as a designer for this brand that was about to launch and they were doing that in India. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's a sign. I got to go. So I, I negotiated with them and I said, I'll go. I want to do it. You don't, you know, you can pay me less, but I want to take my best friend because we want to do our own printing. So that's mm-hmm. what, what happened. So we mm-hmm. went and started in 2015. And then because I'm from Ecuador, there are amazing weavers in Ecuador. Mm-hmm. It's a very old tradition in the Andes. 
So um, about a year later, I, I found the artisan partners in Ecuador and I started working with them. So right now I have those two countries um, that I work with, India and Ecuador. And my hope is to expand to, I would love to go to Guatemala, to Mexico and work with more artisans. Oh so my gosh. Wow. So it's like, you're there, you found like this art. So did you start off by making a bunch of the products yourself? Did you source them from the artisans? Like how did you launch? The the way we do is, uh, I mean, I have the design, so I made the prints and Mm -hmm. then I worked with this artisans and there it's a small workshop. It's family owned. And uh, yeah, I just did my first, our first launch was five prints, I think five scarves. Yeah. And then that's, we, you know, we set off with that and then we just kept going. Um, and it's, I call it slow fashion because it takes forever. I mean, they make everything by hand. They dye it by hand. They dry it in the sun. I mean, yeah. there's no machines at all. The wow. only time any machine touches any of this stuff is the actual sewing. So yeah. that's done by, you know, but everything else is done by hand, wow. which is, you know, very rare right now these days to oh say. Gosh. Wow. So you started in 2015. So it's been about what, seven years now that yeah. you've been in business. Oh my, well, first of all, congratulations, applause to that. Thank uh, you. That's- I mean, I almost did like a lot of people, I almost didn't make it past COVID. Um, yeah. you know, oh my a lot of women I know mm. closed their businesses. Some are like it's paused, but it, mm-hmm. it really was sad. I saw so many people close, especially women, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so overall that growth from the, like the last seven years, like what has that looked like? A lot of people you know don't always understand all that goes into running a business especially you know I don't know was it self-funded did you have any oh, yeah no, it was totally bootstrapped you oh know my gosh. Because, let's bring that up one of the things one of the reasons why this this caress this fund is so good is because two percent of all venture capital two go to women mm-hmm. so we are very limited in the, in, in how we get funded. So we started it with my business partner. We, we put, um, the equal amount down. I think it was about $5,000 to start. Mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, going along the way, it was like, when we had a good year, we would have money. Yeah. I did do a crowdfunding four years ago Uh on a Kickstarter and that sort of, you know, helped us along. And then really after that Kickstarter, that following year is when I really started to see growth and Mm -hmm. it was very, but not major growth, you yeah. know, like very sustainable, but a nice level of growth. And then COVID. Mm. So that's, you know, and, and like you, like you said, I mean, even our followers, I've never bought followers, you know, how some people yeah. started this and it's like 80 million followers. Yeah. No. We're almost at 5,000. Woo. I mean, Woo. in fact, if anyone's listening, you can follow us at the Annika's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we now have almost 5,000 and literally every single one of those is a organic follower. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe in buying, you know, and all those shortcuts, like there's no shortcuts Mm -mm. and it makes it harder, but it makes it more authentic, you know, because Mm -hmm. one of the things that we've always wanted is that authentic connection with our customer and with the people that make our product, the people that sell our product, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. No round of applause to that also. Cause that's on Instagram, right? Uh, where you're saying, yes. yeah, no, it, it is not easy to grow no. that for a business account on Instagram. They, they may make it very, very difficult. Uh, so the fact that yes, you got there is amazing. And well, yeah, they also it, make it. So you buy their ads. I mean, yeah, they want you to pay to play. They totally. And I realized, you know, I had done a little boost. I mean, for you guys that don't, 
if you have a small business, it kind of runs like that. I mean, they really want you to boost these posts, Mm -hmm. but if you really look at, and I, and at the analytics of Instagram, you know, like you look like a big, a big company like Caress. Mm -hmm. I mean, companies that are multi, you know, multi-million dollar, billion dollar generators, their ads that they're buying are billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Our ads that you and I are buying are a hundred years for nothing. And it hurts. (laughs) It's hard. So really we're a blip. Yeah. And it's kind of pathetic on their part that they, you know, cause so they try to get you and then, you know, they, we, we, I don't know if this has happened to you, but I've noticed that like, I'll do that. And then when I don't, they will literally put me back at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you're getting two likes, two people are seeing your things. And it's yeah. just, you know, it's really, I wish there was another way. I wish as much as I love Instagram, I wish there was another platform. TikTok. <laughs> Yeah. Well, here, no, and you're amazing at TikTok. And I have to, I also have a TikTok account managed by my daughter. Nice. Who is 19? Because yes. I mean, I'm 52. How old are you? I am 31. I, I almost mean, forgot. You, you, guys, <laughs> you guys think in TikTok. I, I know I need to get there. It really is like, I agree. But yeah, and no, it makes so much easier to grow. Like the amount of time I spend on Instagram versus TikTok, the growth, like on where they tell you, just be consistent, show up, up. that doesn't work on Instagram because they're hiding your stuff anyway. But TikTok, you do that, oof, like is keep one it up. Of your reward, is one of your rewards like coaching people on TikTok? Yes, we have a bunch of rewards on one-on-one just a TikTok strategy, but then also maybe even we have like uh, kind of like the hand-holding version where like I can do it with you in person or even just a version where it's like you have someone to create the content, but you don't have the time to research and understand the trends. So I just create a calendar of like content curation for you to just turn on the camera and here's the directions. I swear I'm going to, I think, no, because I know that that's what I have to do. And it has been in the back of my head. I might just need to get a work me how reward. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. It's a different language. And mm-hmm. I, that it's so much academics. I mean, I can write and write and write and I'm very visual. I can take the photos, I can do, but I don't understand the way it works. You know? mm-hmm. And that's what it takes is understanding the platform, understanding not only how the platform works, but what's the best thing that works for your audience, you know, cause like there's certain things that work, but then how do you apply it to your industry specific so that you're not just putting out content, you're creating engaging content where they're like, Hey, I want to learn more about you. I want to follow you're providing value to them. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. But yes, we'll definitely talk about that a little bit. And if you, oof, if the Annika's get on TikTok, like, and really just take off that slow growth is going to be, who knows, a little bit faster for you. (laughs) But I mean, you know, growth is growth. And like, you know, you've said you've been in business now in seven years. I've been in business. We're barely, we're going to complete, not barely, it's an accomplishment, two years, right? But like looking back on year one versus year two. So for you looking back on, what the difference is year one versus year seven, what would you say? Like, it's been a ride probably. Oh yeah. I mean, I think like, you know, you start off, like I'm sure, you know, with so much energy and then you, you know, you actually, well, like you said, it's funny, this goes right back to what you were saying. You know, you think, oh, wow. You know, I, if I would have thought like by year seven, I'll have like uh, this many accounts and I'll be doing wholesale and stuff. And then life, takes you for a ride. I mean, like I said, we all had COVID. I mean, we've mm-hmm. had two years where people went out of business, where, where there was a collective shock and trauma in the whole world. And so I think what, 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 what I think is that you have to like go back to square one all the time. 
And one of my favorite parts about what we did, this cohort, is that it forced us to pitch. Mm -hmm. I mean, you would think I'm in business for seven years. You would think I could just be like, hey, yeah, let me pitch. Mm -hmm. But honestly, that was freaking hard. I was like, and that exercise made me take one line, which you just read, the Annika sits at the intersection of wellness, sustainability, and design. Mm -hmm. Okay. That took me seven years to get there because that's what I was doing, but I never articulated it Mm -hmm. ever like that. So I think the clearer you get at the beginning and you can change, that's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think just having that, like, that, like very clear, you know, direction and and is is super helpful. So I feel like I had it, but it it just was not as articulated as, as, as it is now, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I a hundred percent agree. Like had I not, cause I was like, okay, I applied for this grant. And then I was like, oh wait, I got a crowdfund. What? Huh? Oh my gosh. Oh, I, <laughs> I was, I, because you probably do what I do. You're probably like, oh, grant. Yes. Yeah. And then I was like, what? Yeah. Holy <laughs> sh- yeah, I think like, all oh. of <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, wait, did I miss something? Uh, but then I was like, am I ready for that? Like, oh my gosh, I'd never pictured myself, but I'm glad because it forced me to, you know, get your pitch down because you have it in your head. You know what you're doing. You know oh, what yeah. your goals are, but you haven't necessarily articulated it to your audience. And I forgot I was listening to like a podcast. I don't know if you listen to it, but Bethany Peak, who's also in the cohort who I did a podcast with uh, from Topcoat, um, she turned me on to the product boss podcast. So it's like product-based businesses and just giving like tips and everything. And they're talking to someone who like a coach, a business coach, and they're talking about like, you know, you're going to have your mission statement and your vision statement and your mission statement's going to stand maybe around five years. It might change after that. Your vision yeah. statement's going to maybe change every two years. So, you know, cause your business is probably going to grow. What you do is probably going to grow. So, but having that from the beginning is really going to kind of make a difference so I'm glad that we kind of had that coaching because it's different I feel like if you would have been like all right I've got to you know put my pitch together but like do you feel like your pitch would have been completely different had you done it on your own versus with yeah yeah totally (laughs) I I just think like having like those prompts is Mm -hmm. so helpful yeah break it down yeah someone who has a more of an academic brain I mean I would have probably written a thesis about like (laughs) why the environmental impact of, I mean, you know, like I would have just gone on and on and on and the, the forcing you to edit and to make it clear. And mine was still, my video is twice as long as it should have been, but whatever. <laughs> what you do? Um, yeah. So I think that that's, that's key mm-hmm, for sure. Did it, did it help yeah. you? Oh, oh yeah, I would have, I would have honestly dragged that out, been like, is it good enough? But it's also having someone to listen to what you're saying to tell you it makes sense or not, you know, or like yeah. when you you're like, I think this is great. And they're like, actually, let's streamline it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, and it's intimidating, right? Yeah. Like the first couple of meetings, cause we used to have meetings with 30 of us and you'd be like, holy shit, man. Okay. I don't have that. You know, you'd hear someone and they'd be like, boom. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, it was, but then, you know, then I think once we all got to know each other, we realized that everybody has insecure. And one thing that I think we should talk about that all of us suffered is imposter syndrome. Yes. I mean, even the ones that were, you know, we're not going to say names because they're all amazing, but some that are the most polished, the yes. most vocal, you would see their platform and think, damn, why is she here? Right. Yeah. Like she's killing it. And 
you know, and then you'd start seeing it. And I think like, again, that's the difference between men and women in the business world. Mm-hmm. Men go in and they're confident. They've got the bro thing and they're like, yeah. And we are always, you know, doubting. And that yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I feel like some are, some men are just way too confident. I'm like for what, but that's the difference though. Like there's some people are people even just in general who are like overly it's, they have no problem speaking their mind. They have no problem sharing about what they're doing. A lot of times it's like, oh, I don't support, you know, and it's the ones like us who maybe are like doubting ourselves where it's like, wait, I actually do have something good here. I actually, you know, I'm making sense or like my ideas are something to be heard and something to be shared and something to be done about. So I kind of love that we had, you know, those weekly biweekly sessions where we can share, we're just having that space because it was women of color too. So it's totally different. I feel like to have that shared kind of that space to share our, you know, vulnerabilities. Cause I was like, I've got imposter syndrome. I'm always thinking about all these things, you know, I'm freaking out and, but just hearing it for everybody else. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm not alone. Yeah. And you know, another thing is, I mean, I, I was in one other thing before this Mm -hmm. uh, a program and it was really intense as far as like, it was like a week of like a mini crash course in business, but then you know, we didn't have what you said, those weekly follow-ups. It was just like, we were just like thrown in the middle of the junk, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and I find that all that information that I got, I I really, you know, it's just there. Like you said, I mean, I, I, I'm, it's, it's too much. Mm -hmm. This was like, we broke it down and we had deadlines, which Mm -hmm. is very good for, you know what I mean? For people like, yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I, for me too. For like a Gemini too. I feel like if you just tell me do it, I'm like, cool, I'll do it like next month or something. Well, we were just talking. About, so in this cohort, you know, they had recommended, they were like, oh, do this for 30 days. Right. Mm-hmm. But I really found, I don't know if you follow that account, the nap ministry on Instagram. No, I'll add it later, oh, but tell me. me. <laughs> women of color. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a account by a black woman and she, the platforms, but I think all women of color, I mean, she is genius. Her whole thing is rest. Her whole mm. thing is like society, all the systemic things, you know, they really just make us have this sense of like urgency and, 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 exa- you know, and just exhaustion. And she's mm-hmm. like, rest, take it easy. And I sort of was feeling like I, in that rush mode again, which, and I was like, you know what, this is really not serving me. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't, why the deadline? Yeah. Sometimes deadlines are good, but I think other times I don't think they're, they serve us. And so mm-hmm. I, that's why I decided to, I, I extended mine and, you know, and cause I noticed on the platform that a lot of people, it was extended like 49 days. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I get, I get why they're there. It's good to have a finite time. Cause you can like tell people like hurry, but I don't know. I feel like energetically mm-hmm. it's this time of the year. Summer is meant to be slower. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. That's just where I'm at with like that urgency, you know, it's, yeah. I, I think that's exhausting. Oh, for sure. I remember just like trying to get everything together in time. You think you have all this time. You're like, Oh, actually it's due next week, you know, yeah. but going into it, I didn't realize how draining it can be yeah. to crowdfund on top of running your business, which is already yeah. draining. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I have also been like, you know what, this is what you've done. And I don't want to cut myself off of what more I can do 
But what I can do for myself is try to maintain that balance because yes, burnout, burnout is not something that I recommend. Burnout is just terrible, especially if you are the business owner, the business person and the creative person. If you're both, both yeah, yeah. And And we know that to truly be creative, you really need just silence. Mm -hmm. You know, actually just to be a functioning human, we need that too. And I also think what we haven't talked about is the health aspect of it. I mean, Mm. burnout. I mean, I personally had something called um, adrenal fatigue or Epstein-Barr. Like I got literally my nervous system just crashed Mm -hmm. and I started getting, you know, it it turned into all sorts of things. And I was just like constantly fatigued, Mm -hmm. constantly sick you know, hormonal things. And it's like your adrenal, you know, your cortisol, like we're not meant to be that stressed all the time. We just mm-hmm. aren't. That's nope. not what our bodies are meant to do. That is a modern bullshit, sorry, invention. <laughs> and, you know, we're free to say, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I, if it takes me 60 days, but yeah. I am not going to exhaust myself, you know, and run some rat race then when it's my own company, we own it. Yeah. Yeah. Yo mando. I can't, you know? Yeah. Yo mando. That's, yeah. That's, that's like the beauty of it too. Cause I'm just like, yes, I understand there's a timeline that needs to be done, but there's also a personal mental timeline you should keep in mind too. I think, especially once you're like burned out really bad, you're just like, you know what? I could take my time. I don't want to go through that again. You know, I was definitely, you know, experiencing like burnout that led to like physical things and back problems. I was like, and once you chilled and you're like, Oh, that was stress, you know? No so, stress, stress, which leads to inflammation is the number one cause of it. No, it's, it's really bad. And it's not talked about enough, you mm-hmm. know? No, I, I didn't realize what it was. Luckily the person who I was talking about it with was one of my friends who's a therapist. And I was telling her, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going through all these things. She's like, sounds like stress to me. And I was like, like a light bulb. I was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much I was taking on. Cause you're taking on your business, taking on this crowdfunding plus everything else going on in your life and the world that's affecting you. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. The family, the world, and you know, the world stuff has been huge. I mean, you know, we're, we don't have to get into politics, but we know yeah. what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Holy shit, man, that was hard. It mm-hmm. is hard. And like, that's not something that you can just power through. That's mm-hmm. some serious shit, but they want you to power through it so that we don't pay attention, but we have to pay attention. Or, mm-hmm. or, oh, so for sure. that, the shootings, you know, just everything. It's like, you know, you, we, grief, we've all been in grief for a long time. And that does a number on your nervous system, on your, every system in your body. Mm-hmm. It, it deregulates your nervous system. And really to be creative and really to grow the way we need to grow, we have to be regulated Mm -hmm. in order to get there. You know, we we can't operate from lack. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Balance, 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 you know, recharge the batteries. (laughs) It's, it's a high recommendation (laughs) for anybody in general. And so, I mean, just hats off to you for continuing on. And I'm so glad I'm not the only one. It's like, I'm going to extend this and take my time. But I mean, so far, you know, with your crowdfunding process, like I feel like you started and you really took off and today, you know, in July, your campaign is 51% funded. So you've raised over $17,000 for your business and wow like holy cow um like what have you found to be the thing that has helped you raise now over 50 percent for your campaign well goals? you know they they had us do that network mapping thing yeah. right 
which I was like, oh God. And I mean, honestly, well, I did that, but then I really like, I really paid attention. It really is all about the personal contacts. I mean, this is not a crowdfunding that has to do with like, you know, random people. I think every single person that's funded my campaign, I'm sure it's the same for you. Mm-hmm. You know them. Some you're surprised. I mean, you do your network mapping and you actually leave some people out, right? Mm-hmm. And then some people, then I go, I mean, you're a different age group, but Facebook, believe it or not, has been, you know, I'm like, I, I look in my Facebook and I sometimes I'll put things down. And I'm like, wow, what a nice reception from like my high school gradu- graduating class. So then I kind of go in and and, you know, there's, there's some rejection, maybe of mm-hmm. the four people that commented, then I go into the DMs, DMs actually are, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be sliding in there. <laughs> Honestly, DMs, because like really email, even email, I think is like, you get all these emails. I don't, yeah. Really, and and I, email still seems like a little disconnected sometimes. It, you know? it does. I mean, it's so not your generation, I mean, it's yeah, so no. my, but I'm like, eh, you know, and then, but the DMs. Are, are, are good. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, you take the time to like follow someone along. So I really think like, and I, you know, I've been consistent. I burn it. Like I'll, I'll, I'll go like hard one day yeah. where I'm 20 emails. Yeah. I mean, I basically it's kind of a St. Neil, but I do tailor it. Yeah. And then I, and then I take a break. Cause I don't, you know, and then I, and then I'll do the DMS, but, um, really, I think it's like, and that's another thing I would recommend at the beginning, you know, is to, to do your own kind of network mapping. I mm-hmm. mean, figure out who are the people that support you. And sometimes you'll be surprised because sometimes some of the people that you really thought were going to support you don't support you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have really close friends and I'm like, Hey, you want a $10? Want to yeah. $10 just to say like, yeah. And they have it. And then there's some people that I went to high school with that I haven't seen in 30 years that donated $200 for the mm-hmm. help. You know, so it's, it's wild. Yeah. Oh, for really- sure. Yeah. And it's like, you want to take the time to like, while you kind of have like, kind of like a template almost just to kind of explain what you're doing, you want to kind of put in that like person to person kind of connection in there. So it does get a little bit draining to talk to X amount of people per day per week. Um, And just in general, wondering, you know, what are the results going to be? Because it's true, you know, sometimes for like some people, where it's like, hey, maybe I get it. Like, I'm broke. I get it. You know, maybe you can't financially, you know, but it's like, hey, can you share? Like, sometimes it'd be like, you know what? I can't, but I can share. So it's like, what you can know, you I, do? And the sharing is cool. I mean, it definitely raises awareness. I think the sharing is more for like, okay, you know, like more people are going to know about my business. They're mm-hmm. probably not going to donate, mm-hmm. probably, right? Mm-hmm. I think for people in this kind of crowdfunding to make that step, I find it, even if it's far away, but it's people that you somehow know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah, know. for sure. And I feel like that's what we're just constantly being told, you know, really is your network. So I think if anybody like kind of listening to right now, it's like, I wish I would listen or known this maybe before getting into just crowdfunding in general, or, you know, it's your network. How are you building your network? Uh, how are you sustaining your network in general? Um, I think that's a really important part of it. Cause sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe it's like, oh, now I'm learning. It's like, well, what does my network like, you know? Um, but for me, what also has helped too, is maybe those of who are close to you is network. My sister's network, you know, yes. she's well, I was about yeah. to say, let's talk about the Latina part of it. I yeah. Mean, 
we come from cultures, la tía, la prima, la hija, la hermana, la pi, you know, and that's amazing. I think mm -hmm. we're fortunate. Well, I think all women of color, because I think my black friends have the same kind of community. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, wow, like, you know, mi tía, la prima, they're sharing, you know, that definitely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the sharing is also great because maybe like the, the amiga de la tía kind of mm -hmm. knew what you were doing, but not really. And it's maybe like that one share. She's like, oh, wow, that's cool. Now I know, you know, or, or like your friends putting it on. So I do think that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Latina aspect of it, too, is being bilingual and now trying to translate <laughs> your, what you're when, doing. When you, coach me, when you coach me on on TikTok and we do it in two languages, then I'm really, you know, Oh my gosh. Right. But that's the thing, you know, you, if you're catering to two different, almost demographics, crowds, languages, you know? And so I was like, how there's like just so many technical, I speak Spanish, but then there's those technical words, no. you know, where I'm like, ah, like, I almost need like Spanish um, classes for like business in general, yes. right? Well, if you ever need anyone to translate, I, my, my, I mean, thank God I have a cousin who's a writer and she's, yeah. she, every time I get in a pinch, I've got to write Spanish <laughs> so, yeah. because yeah, I'm with you. Like I can speak it, but there's these, sometimes the technical words, I definitely have a, right. A oh my gosh. Tell her to start her hot side hustle. And cause that's oh, no, needed. She has it. I oh, should good. Pick, okay. needs someone, just let me know. I'll just email. I but will. Another, <laughs> another thing that, that you're bringing up is sort of like that intersection, right? Like, mm -hmm. like I told you my brands at the intersection. It's like, I find like I'm a lot of us that are in between, which is most of us that are like first generation, right? Latinas, we're in between a lot of different, I mean, you're Latina, you're a millennial, you're a business owner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, you, you, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff. It's, it's very, uh, yeah, which is a good thing, but mm -hmm. it sometimes it can stretch you out a little bit. Oh, for sure. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I 100% agree. But I mean, in general, what you're doing, you're doing it amazingly. And I love that we've been able to connect and I've been able to find just another just amazing business. And I love that, you know, slow fashion, you know, because we're all about that fast fashion, but I love what you're doing. And I love how your campaign is growing and you're doing it in a well-balanced way. So for you, how would crowdfunding help take your business to the next level? What are you crowdfunding for? Well, I'm crowdfunding for a couple of things. One, I'm crowdfunding because like I said, post COVID, I really hit a wall where like, I didn't have the capital to do um, another big order of like my apparel. I really, I, mm -hmm. I stopped. I, I did homeware for the holidays and that's it. So because of my crowdfunding, I was able to, I just officially put in my next order. It took over a year, girl. Oh my God. Over a year. And I, and I did it without the, the fundraising, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it yet. So that, and then another thing I'm going to do is also grow. I mean, we were doing a ton of Instagram lives with my partner and mm -hmm. they were loved them during the pandemic and everybody was like we want more we want more so now actually we are going to grow that mm -hmm. and we're going to start with these um like sort of a platform it's going to start on zoom and it might evolve into something like a podcast too which would nice. be I would get your help again sure. I would hire you no but it, it's it's pretty much targeted though to our age group which is 45 to 65 you know what I mean mm -hmm. it's not Certainly, like we can have the conversation, but we're, we want to get real specific about yeah. women, you know, who are sort of RA, 45 to 65, that, that sweet spot. Nice. That's exciting. And yes, honestly, uh, yeah, 
product-based businesses, the capital is just so important, especially when you're working with inventory, inventory oh, management. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All other it's, conversation. <laughs> it's like you want to grow, but then you're selling and then no, no, it's 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 really hard. I mean, that is where big corporations, and that's why they win. Because mm-hmm. if they don't have the capital to do it, doesn't matter. They they, you know, they just get it, right? They'll mm-hmm. just get it and they'll put the order in. We cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Like I have to pay my supplier. He doesn't even take credit cards because he's mm-hmm. an Indian. I have to wire him money. Oh my God. That's crazy. Well, and that's the thing too, because it's like, okay, you want to grow. You want to grow your profit margins. You want to maybe grow to different products, but it's like, you want to be able to put up enough money so that you can get a lower cost, you know, and then, but then there's other, there's just so much that goes around there. So I agree with the crowdfunding too, you know, just having that like first kickoff, it's like, oh my gosh, like how would I have gotten this, like this much inventory uh, without it, you know? So that's right. just, that's amazing. Looking forward to you reaching that a hundred percent mark for with you. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. I love it so much. And so, um, you know, after crowdfunding say, you know, you kind of, you launch more products, like what other goals would you say you have for yourself and your business? Um, I mean, well, like I said, my other goal, like I, I work with these two artists and groups and another goal of mine is to just keep going. So I have a friend from Guatemala and he's a designer. He also works with all mainly indigenous groups and he makes the most beautiful things. He's from Guatemala. So we have spoken about a collaboration to, to do Ooh. these, uh, you know, to work with, they did do beautiful, like bead work. Mm-hmm. So to, to align with him, collaborate Ooh. with him. And then another part of my business, which I'm also going to redo is a travel component. So I organize these uh, retreats. They're kind of retreats, but they're really uh, very educational. So we go to Ecuador and, um, you know, I bring people like groups of 10. We, we go and visit my artists and groups. So we really try to understand the indigenous groups that we work with. You know, we want, you know, it's like one-on-one tourism. Like we're not buying the product. We're going to see how it's made. We're going to buy it directly from them. I'm going to talk about history. I'm going to talk about colonialism. I'm going to talk about the real deal. I'm not going to make it all, you know, it's really like immersive. Mm -hmm. So my goal also is um, I would love to go to India someday (laughs) to bring a group to India. And then eventually if I do work in Guatemala or Mexico to do that too. So I would love to also grow because I really find the older I get, I don't, like to travel just for leisure anymore. I really mm-hmm. like travel for, to learn something, mm-hmm. you know, me that's, and I feel like, again, my age group, a lot of us are like that, you know, I've sort of done the traveling for, for fun when I was younger yeah. and I don't really get as much out of it. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Well, looking forward to year eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, and seeing all the growth of your business it's amazing. And before we end our podcast, I just wanted to do some quick rapid fire questions for you. Ooh, I love it. Uh, feel free to expand. Everybody does. <laughs> but yeah. So first question is who is someone that inspires or motivates you? You know who? JLo. Yes. <laughs> Girl, I just saw that Netflix. Yes. Documentary and I cried. My daughter walked in. She goes, what's wrong? I was like, Ooh. And I cried just of happiness of just seeing mm-hmm. this like badass Latina mm-hmm. just nail it. I mean, one hundred percent, Jayla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Someone absolutely. I absolutely admire. I need a podcast episode just on that. We need the Cheeseman Chill podcast episode so we can just talk all things J Lo. Oh. 
150%. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Next question. What is your favorite me time activity? Um, laying in the sun. I go to, I live by the beach. I live in Miami. Number one, number two, yoga. Mm, (laughs) Nice. Love it. Next. Uh, what is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Not to take anything personally. Mm. I think we spend so much time interpreting other people's actions and what they, or what they say and, and just thinking, Oh my God, that's what they think about me. Mm-hmm. I'm this, I'm that. And honestly, 90% of the time it's whatever is going on in that person's life. And it has nothing to do with us. So I mm-hmm. think that that is really one of the best advice that I have is don't take it. Nothing is personal. Don't take anything personal. Love it. Next, what is a piece of advice you would give anyone wanting to pursue a business like yours? I would say um, definitely work on your, I mean, very much identify your core group of supporters, your cheerleaders, not only people that are going to buy your products, gift your products, but also be there to cheer that you can text and say, Hey, my Instagram engagement sucks like my post, you know? <laughs> yeah. So identify your squad. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. What is the best resource that has helped you along your journey? A book, a podcast app, workshop, et cetera. Um, I love, um, I-, I love how I built this. I don't know if you were familiar oh, yeah. with yeah, but certain episodes. So I think here are the ones that I love that mm-hmm. I think everyone should listen to. The one, the guy that started Patagonia, Okay. I don't think I've heard that one. His name is Eve something or other, but he, I mean, for sustainability, I mean, he truly, Mm. it's so inspiring to understand this entrepreneurial mission of somebody who is so sure of the way he thinks and challenges everything that anybody tells you about business. Eileen Fisher. She's another female founder, sustainability. If it doesn't matter, she, she's that episode of how I built this is incredible. And then there's a guy named David Smith of the, another outdoor apparel company called um, uh, Cotopaxi. Okay. And he was on NPR. I forgot which one, but um, I can send this to you. We can link it. And again, it's another founder story about, um, so I really do. I guess I love listening to people um, who have started something on their own and the crazier, the better. And their journey, I love hearing unconventional stories of success, not I went to Wharton and I grad, you know, and I, and I'm a, I'm broed out with all my dudes and they all gave me money. No, like, oh, another excellent for creatives. Mm -hmm. Justina Blakey from the Jungalo. She has seen her stuff at Target. She has an episode with Brene Brown, who's also incredible about her business. So I think for creative entrepreneurship, that episode, it blows your mind. Like, yeah. Again, it's, she didn't go to business school. She mm-hmm. hasn't, she didn't have a business, you know, she just did it yeah. because it's her passion. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, in fact, you're reminding me that I need to re-listen to all of those. Cause they really, yeah. they help. I'm writing these down. Cause that's funny. Cause I listened to them. I was like, I don't know if it's, I'm pretty sure it's how I built this is most of them, but then it also it's entrepreneurs on fire, but I think it's how I built this. It's funny. The ones that uh, I like, it's definitely, yeah. That's the ones where it's like, I didn't have a background in this and here I am in this business. So I think, was it how I built it? Five guys, um, Tate's cookies. I forget oh yeah. That, yeah. Tate's Faces cookies. Chips. 
Yeah, Stacy's Church Bees. <laughs> yes, I heard that one too. So it's great. So if you already like them, don't like check. Yeah. It. I mean, they're all the ones I'm giving you are a little bit sustainable, but the but the, but they're fascinating. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, I I wrote them down. Definitely going to listen to those. But thanks for sharing. And last question: Where can listeners connect with you online? Well, thank you. Um, they follow me on Instagram at the Onikas. So that's T H E O N I K A S. And we also do a lot of Instagram lives where we talk about wellness. We talk about really cool things. Um, you can also, um, if you are on LinkedIn, um, I am under Veronica Pesantes, P E S A N T E S. And on LinkedIn is really when I talk and um, more about my, I'm also a sustainability activist. So if you want to know more about sustainable fashion, environmental activism, and all those things, that's where to find me. And believe it or not, I have one more platform called at the decolonizing project. Mm. And that is where I do more activist work on decolonizing. And I really, um, we can get into that another day. It's very, but if you're, but if you're interested in like this kind of like work of like sustainability and how to break down like systemic, um, oppressive systems, and especially mm. for Latin America, that's, you can find me there. Nice. I will try to link all of those in the show notes. And the fact that you're like on all these platforms, I was like, uh, that's very Gemini rising of you. And soon I will be on TikTok. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Everywhere, everywhere. You can follow Vero, the Virgo queen. And only a Virgo would mention, I think your first one to mention your LinkedIn account too. So <laughs> I love that. <laughs> hey, you know what? I kind of love it. I'm a, yeah. geek. I'm a LinkedIn geek. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Virgo to the core. I love it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I will link all of that. Everybody, please make sure and follow Veto, follow the Annika's. Did you catch all those accounts? I will put them in the show notes because there's just so much information. Like, honestly, like I love a Virgo, like a business owner is like, I'm watching you because they're going to go hard. They're going to really build something. So thank you so much, Veto. And I hope, and I want to have you on in a couple of weeks too, yes. maybe one, including just to rehash too, because I love the millennial Gen X. Yes. Yes. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. We got to do well, it. Thank We're you so much. Gracias. Yes. Thank you so much, Vero, for everyone listening to the Work Me Hot podcast. Make sure you're following so you can listen to more inspiring mujeres like Vero. Thank you guys so much. And we'll catch you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye.